0: And y'all, I cannot live one day in blindness without the encouragement of Scripture. Psalm 119 says, if it were not for your law or your word, I would have perished in my affliction. I know that's true. I live it every day. So when I have the privilege, and I don't use that word lightly, when I have the privilege to impart the encouragement that comes from God's word into another woman's life, then I am so encouraged. When we grant courage, we receive courage.
1: Well, in her 701 AM Twitter post this morning, Jennifer Rothschild tweeted, God's grace is sufficient for you today, my friend. Healing is not sufficient. Restored relationships are not sufficient. Finding a life partner is not sufficient. These things are awesome, but not enough. God's grace is the only thing in this life that is truly sufficient. And the lady behind that tweet is our guest today on Mid-South Viewpoint. Hi and welcome to the show. I'm Byron Tyler. Today we welcome Jennifer Rothschild, host of 413 Podcast. She's author and speaker who loves coffee, dark chocolate, reading dead authors, and she loves Jesus. Jennifer happens to be blind, but she hasn't lost her sight. Jennifer, welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint.
0: Wow, Byron. I've got my cup of coffee here, and I am lifting it to you right now, my brother. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. God
1: bless you, Jennifer. When you talk about dark chocolate, do you like those dark chocolate and coffee beans?
0: Oh, listen, you could put dark chocolate on a piece of cardboard, and I would like it. So, yeah, the answer is yes. I I love my dark chocolate, but I do love the ones covered uh, in coffee beans. But you know what? You better be careful how many of those you eat, Byron, because it will give you quite the buzz and get you going way too much, you know, a lot faster than you intend. (laughs)
1: Hey, I know. I'll tell you what. Never do it on an empty stomach. I did that other day, Jennifer. I thought, well, I'll just grab a few of these. Boy, was I wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. You have to go back and confess a lot of sin after that from a relationship you've messed up, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know, you lose your filter, I think, when you get that much coffee and chocolate
1: in you all at once. (laughs) Well, Jennifer, we can't continue on without introducing my next guest and longtime friend, Ellen Olford, who's the director of the women's ministry at Central Church. Ellen, it is always good to see you, my sister. It's been too long. We've had this pandemic going on, and a lot of events have been canceled or postponed, but But here you are, live in person.
2: Byron, you are just such a close brother in Christ and a guy that I trust so much in ministry. We've ministered all over this county together and the city of Memphis together, so What an honor for Jennifer and I to be with you.
1: Fresh Grounded Faith is on its way to the Memphis area Central Church, November 12th and 13th, featuring Jennifer Rothschild, special guest Angie Smith and Laura Story. We've got a whole afternoon packed full of information about this conference taking place again at Central Church, 2005 East Winchester Road in Collierville, We'll give you information about tickets, where to go to get those and register. As we start off, Jennifer, you say when it comes to faith, I don't like fake shallow or irrelevant, so you won't get that here. I do like to laugh, think, and be happy, so you will get a venti size of that from me. The best gift I can give you is my most honest self. So not everything I write is tied with a neat Christian bow, but it will always be tied to my deep trust in the God I love. Jennifer, have you always had a deep trust in God?
0: You know, I've had an opportunity to grow my trust muscle and when I say not everything is tied with a, a, a pretty Christian bow, it means I'm not going to settle for just a quick answer that could show up on a bumper sticker. I want to understand the depth and the truth of God's Word and how it really lives out in our life. And to be honest, Byron, as you mentioned earlier, uh, blindness has been a real source, a real classroom for me where God has taught me how trustworthy is, where God has taught me that what he says in his word is absolutely worth staking your entire life on because he never lies. His word is trustworthy, and he does what he says he's going to do. So I have had the opportunity to grow up as a girl in a Christian home where my daddy was a pastor, which is a blessing, yet at the same time, it was not until... I got into my teenage years and began to have trouble with my eyesight, difficulty with my vision, and was eventually diagnosed with this disease in both of my eyes that caused legal blindness, that I began to really see the real personal nature of my faith in Jesus. I trusted Jesus for my salvation. I believed in him, but I fell in love with him and with his word when my future was completely draped in shadows, because suddenly I understood when Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. He who believes in me will never walk in darkness. And, and his word is a light to my feet. It's a lamp to my path. So it just all came to life for me. And for that reason, I got to be honest, blindness is hard. I pray for healing. Yet at the same time, I I'm so thankful that God has used this very difficult and hard thing in my life to really teach me the truth that God is who he said he is, and I can trust what he says in his word.
1: What a good word there, Jennifer. You know, God can heal blindness. I've had Dr. Marilyn Ford on this program not too long ago. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know Marilyn's story, possibly do, that for thirteen years, you know, she had lost her eyesight. Her husband and both in the ministry, they prayed every night before bedtime after 13 years, God healed and restored her sight. A Mayo Clinic said you'll have to live a life of a blind person, need to go and prepare for a life of a blind person. Went to a blind school, I think, in Arkansas and lived 13 years completely blind. But God did hear her prayer. But, you know, I asked her, I said, what do you say to that person who has faith in God, loves Jesus just like you, Marilyn, and yet God doesn't Answer those prayers, and sometimes He chooses not to. And in your case, it seems like that's His will right now.
0: You know what's interesting about that? I'm glad you shared that. Somebody gave me when I first lost my sight Marilyn Ford's book. I think it's called "These Blind Eyes Now See." Well, I couldn't see it to read it, of course, because I had already become legally blind. But I avoided listening to a message. Someone had also given me a tape with her speaking a message, and quite honestly, I avoid listening to it because I knew her story. And it was too painful to me at the time to hear us have the same story until her ending was different than mine. But it was years later, Byron and Ellen, that I remember I pulled out that message and I decided to listen to it one day. And I remember how tears just streamed down my face because it was this opportunity in hearing her story and living mine own to look straight into the face of God and see healing and see blindness all at the same time, but to also see the goodness and the kindness of God. So whereas I might have been at one point going, oh, God, it's just not fair that you would heal Marilyn and you don't heal me. I remember so specifically that day as I finished listening to her message and had this time with God that my comment, my whole attitude toward God changed from God's just not fair that you would heal Marilyn and not me to God. You are just, even when it doesn't feel fair. Thank you for healing, Marilyn. Thank you for choosing to not yet heal me. I'm going to look in the face of blindness and healing, and I'm going to see God in both. And I'm going to trust his sovereignty and his ways because the book of Psalms says, as for God, his ways are perfect. And I'm so thankful that he worked out his perfect ways in Marilyn's life, the way he did. And I'm so thankful he's working out his perfect way in my life right now, in the way he does. I mean, bottom line, we'll have the same results eventually. I will see. Yes, you you will. Yes.
1: (laughs) That's right. We know Jennifer and Ellen, too, as we talk about primarily a ministry for women and our ladies who are listening today, but this affects all humans when we have a tendency, even as Christ followers to compare ourselves with others maybe where somebody is spiritually and we're not maybe where somebody is financially and we're not we have a tendency to say is God bless them more than me if I'm not living by faith as much you know and I think we just have a skewed understanding of what our faith is as you talk about walking that out in in Jesus Ellen have you seen that
2: Oh, absolutely. I think that in our sinful and human nature where there is that opportunity at times to compare and wonder if one's being blessed more than another, one's being used more than another, one's being healed and one's not. But I think that great verse that she just shared, Jennifer, that his way is perfect. Father, we can trust you. When we do not understand, we can trust your good. And I think your life and your testimony, Jennifer, has been used in such a powerful way to teach people how to know Christ, but how to trust him with all their hearts.
0: Well, I believe God is constantly teaching me that lesson. And, you know, that's one of the things that I'm super grateful for when we come to Memphis for Fresh Grounded Faith. I got two women coming with me whose stories are embodiments of trust. Because Angie Smith is an author and an amazing Bible teacher. She lost a baby, but she carried that baby knowing that child would not be viable once that child left the womb. And she carried that baby, held that baby in her arms for two or three hours before that baby was taken home to heaven. And what a powerful story of living with loss. And then Laura's story is gonna be with me. She encourages me so much because just a year into her marriage, her husband was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And after the surgery, though he barely survived, he survived with significant impairments that they still live with to this day. What a model of living with grace and trusting God when he doesn't fix your situation. Both those ladies, I believe, really encourage all of us that sometimes God doesn't change our situations, but he changes our attitudes. He changes our perspectives.
1: Such a good word there, Jennifer. Going back to the story of of Marilyn Ford, 25 years after God healed her blindness and she traveled and shared her testimony, a freak accident happened that caused her digestive system to be paralyzed. For the next 12 years, she had a intravenous drip for 18 hours a day. She had to take 25 injections a day. She could not mm. swallow anything, no food. Or, that's just to keep her alive getting to the end thinking that she was losing all hope and that she just told her husband with the very little breath that she had, pray a last prayer, I'm going to die tonight. I'm ready to go be with Jesus. And again, there was a miracle. God decided that he wanted to have favor and and heal her. Wow. And here's two miracles for the same lady. But, (laughs) you know, in his sovereignty, ladies, we have to just bow to his sovereignty, right?
0: Yeah. He doesn't do anything halfway. And I believe that part of our difficulty in life is not so much because of what happens to us, but because of how we choose to approach that and receive that. And so I have prayed for healing as many times as Marilyn Ford, and God has not yet done that for my physical condition. But what I've recognized is that blindness isn't my biggest problem. My biggest problems are always spiritual, contentment, bitterness anger. So I have asked the Lord, heal those things in me, Jesus, because if he ever heals my blindness and I've not learned or been healed from my own bitterness and learned to be content, then I'm just going to be a mean, ugly, angry, sighted woman. And that's just as miserable. I am convinced. I mean, I think of the the pool of Bethesda in John 6, when Jesus came to that man in uh, verse 6 and he said, do you want to be well? The verse before that, he said, Seeing his condition, that he had been in his condition for 38 years, I think, you know what? Yes, that man had an obvious condition of being paralyzed, but he had a deeper condition. And that's the one Jesus heals all of us. None of us are ever been slighted by Jesus. He gives us the miracle of forgiveness. He gives us the miracle of salvation. And when we've really received that and been humbled, anything else is just gravy, and there's nothing else worth being mad about.
1: Wow, Jennifer, what a good word. And I have actually stood there at the pool of Bethesda in Israel, did it back in 2018 Mm. on two occasions. You know, and when you read the scripture, always in my mind thought, this invalid man for 38 years is just right next to the pool. He just can't get over there because he can't walk. But when I actually stood there and Saul talks about the five colonies and the steps that go down, it was a deep ravine, and it was mm. would have been impossible. There's no way he could have gotten down there. So he was wow. totally in the hands of Christ for a miracle, for a healing, for, mm-hmm. for a life change. Yeah,
0: well, and not just like all of us. You know, and that man, he was used to someone carrying him on the mat. And then here comes Jesus and says, no, I'm going to lift you. And now you can carry others. Now that I'm giving you healing, you can be a part of others' salvation and healing and be an instrument of my work here on earth. I mean, it's a beautiful picture. I'm convinced Byron and Ellen that what God chooses to do for us is because he's wanting to do something through us. So we never get stingy with the blessing of God or the miracle of God that he's given us. But we become this open vessel of humility, and we share it, and we spread it, because there's a world who desperately needs his touch.
1: What do you say to the women that are listening right now? Maybe that one particular woman, compared to the Christian women she knows, as poised, polished, graceful, isn't able to attend every lady's church function or event, and maybe is carrying baggage of past pain from broken relationships, Ellen. What do you say to that lady?
2: One of the things, in a context of this conference, hearing Jennifer and Angie and Laura lead through worship, there's a place where women need to come apart and find Christ and find healthy friendships and have healthy relationships across all over the county, all over the city of Memphis. There'll be people there because it is in God alone and it's in healthy community that we find healing. And we want to introduce them to Jesus. We want them to know the gospel. We want them to know Christ. But also we need them around healthy sisters that are striving, too, to know Christ and to serve Christ and to love Christ with all their hearts. Because in community, someone picks us up and says, I'm going to carry you. I'm going to carry you to the altar. I'm going to carry you as a friend. And I'm going to be there for you. And we're going to follow Christ together.
0: I love how Ellen described that because Fresh Grounded Faith has been to the Memphis area before. And Ellen was and still is the conference coordinator. And she creates that beautiful sense of community through all the volunteers and all the different co-host churches that join together. And so it's a perfect model for what I believe Jesus is calling us to. And I I always put it this way, uh, Byron and Ellen, that the ground at the foot of the cross it is perfectly level. There's no high. There's no low. Laura, Story, and Angie Smith and I may be on stage. But the foot of the cross is perfectly level. So I want any woman who is hearing this right now, if she hadn't been to church since Granny took her when she was five years old, Sister, you are completely welcome. Not just welcome, but wanted. And it doesn't matter if you're wearing yoga pants or ratty jeans or something you just bought at Dillard's to come to this conference. What you wear is not important. The fact that you come and gather so that you can receive love, connect God's Word and connect to other women. That's what matters most. And as Ellen already mentioned, we need it more than ever. We need it absolutely more than ever. We are stronger together. We are strengthened by each other.
1: Where did the idea behind Fresh Grounded Faith originate, Jennifer?
0: I just love the local church. And over the many years I've been in ministry, as our ministry grew, I received more invitations. And sometimes those invitations were to smaller gatherings. And literally. It was just not good stewardship for me to say yes to everything, as you can imagine, with children at home. And I had to, by default, just out of stewardship, say yes to the larger churches, which broke my heart. Because I love every church, and my daddy was always a pastor of a small church, and I love the small church. So... The Lord led us to begin this conference called Fresh Grounded Faith over 10 years ago, and it's a beautiful concept because it's what we call kingdom-minded. So a church will become, like Central, the host church tends to be a larger gathering spot, and then someone like Ellen, who is the local conference coordinator, she rallies all these different-sized churches within the community of different sizes. They all come together, and it belongs to every church to the community. And then I'm able just personally to say yes to everybody. And more than that, it esteems the local church. It draws unity between all the churches, which I care deeply about. It gathers women from different churches to grow together in the Bible. And then as they're leaving, it connects them to local Bible studies in their community so they can continue to grow together as a community of truth.
1: Jennifer, what are the essential elements to having a grounded faith?
0: Well, I believe you cannot be grounded in your faith unless you're grounded in the Word of God. Amen. We believe that, that the Word of God is, in, is completely inerrant. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit. It is living and active, and it's what we build our lives upon. Therefore, a fresh grounded faith, we build every messaging upon the Word of God. So we got to be in the Word, totally literate, and we can grow in that process, because the Holy Spirit is our teacher. And then, of course, An essential element of being really grounded in your faith, just like being grounded in your marriage, if you're a married person, is communicating with that person you love. So that means daily hearing from the Lord and praying to the Lord. And then the last element that I believe is essential, though there's many elements that help us grow, but the other that's essential is community. That's why we do Fresh Grounded Faith, because we need each other.
1: This event, Fresh Grounded Faith, ladies, coming up November 12th and 13th at Central Church. is just for you, Friday evening, 7 to 9.30, then back on Saturday morning from 9 until 12.30. Jennifer Rothschild, special guest speaker with Angie Smith and Laura Story, who has an incredible voice and leads worship and has a great story herself, as we've mentioned. Tickets are available online. You need to go to centralchurch.com forward slash women com forward slash women, and go ahead and register, get those tickets. Are there group discount tickets, Ellen, for larger groups?
2: Yes, we have co-host churches that can buy tickets through Fresh Grounded Faith, and we can connect them with uh, being a co-host church with uh, her organization, Fresh Grounded Faith, which is great. We would love more co-host churches. Also, we have tickets on-site at Central Church, right there at our main front desk. Tickets on sale as well. And they can call us or, again, go to centralchurch.com slash women. Jennifer, we're so thrilled about your coming. God used you in a powerful way here. Churches from all over the city, black, white, Hispanic, we're all there, and that's why the gospel's going to go forth. Unity is going to take place. But these lonely women that need a place to come, they need to worship together. They need to hear the word together. It's going to be a fabulous weekend. What
0: encourages me the most is to give the encouragement I have received. And y'all, I cannot live one day in blindness without the encouragement of Scripture. Psalm 119 says, If it were not for your law or your word, I would have perished in my affliction. I know that's true. I live it every day. So when I have the privilege, and I don't use that word lightly, when I have the privilege to impart the encouragement that comes from God's Word into another woman's life, then I am so encouraged. When we grant courage, we receive courage. And in fact, that's what I'm going to be sharing about, is what it means to take courage in this life when we are just mired in uncertainty, God says, I am with you, I stand beside you, I make you strong, and therefore you can take courage.
1: Jennifer, I know you probably have heard countless stories over the years that you've taken fresh ground at faith across America. But can you share maybe a standout story where a particular woman has attended Fresh Grounded Faith? Maybe she was drugged there with a group of friends, had no (laughs) intentions of going, but her life was set on a new course with Christ during that event.
0: You know, I, I have gotten several emails after an event. It's always interesting to me that when we think we're the one being invited or, like you said, dragged there, it's really the sovereignty of God out of his mercy who has placed us exactly where he wants us to be. And I do remember one woman who had been recently diagnosed because of her diabetes um, with blindness. She was already legally blind. She was so discouraged. She did not want to be there. Her friends said, I'll help you. I'll drive you. I'll sit with you. And she was literally, she told me later. I was only going and being nice to her because I needed her to keep helping me, and I didn't want to upset her, and she said, but as I sat there, I received hope that I didn't know was possible, and it struck me because I thought my darkness has never felt so deep that I didn't think hope was possible, but there are women who don't even know that hope is possible. And this woman, that's what she thought until she was there and received the word and was connected to other women. She even got involved in a Bible study, and it changed everything. Her circumstances didn't change, but her hope changed. And so I would encourage anyone listening, you may need to come to Fresh Grounded Faith for you, and, I, and you do. But I also know there is someone in your life who doesn't think hope is possible. And you may be the very hands of Jesus, the very heart of God that whispers in her ear, Hope is possible when we hope and to bring you to a place where you can believe it also.
1: Yes. Jennifer and Ellen talk about this uh, COVID pandemic. We know this has created new trauma in in many lives. We're seeing countless loved ones impacted by this pandemic. We're losing family members. Our husbands losing jobs. The dynamic of this is overwhelming. Again, the tendency is to think God has forgotten us tendency is to isolate
2: and i think that's so true one of the things i was telling a group of of city leaders just last week is everyone has been isolated they're living on the internet they're living with facebook or instagram or twitter but they're not in community and this is the opportunity for those who know the lord jesus your girlfriend or your neighbor who has never been at church or hasn't been in church in two years or has lost hope Uh, like she was just speaking about, or they've been isolated, this is your chance. Invite them to come one evening and one Saturday morning. Many of them will come to faith in Christ. Many of them will receive new life and hope in Christ and return to their first love, the Lord Jesus. But we must invite them because that is the most loving thing to do is to bring someone that doesn't know Christ or bring a neighbor who is just disconnected and lonely and they need to hear the word of God go forth from Jennifer and from Angie. So please bring a friend
1: please come. Get those tickets now online at centralchurch.com slash women, centralchurch.com slash women. Central Church located 2005 East Winchester in Collierville. You can stop by the church and get tickets too that are available. If you've got a question for
2: Ellen directly, can they call you, Ellen? You can. Uh, you can email me at ellen at centralchurch.com. Quickest way to get me, ellen at centralchurch.com. And then my number is 901 870 1768.
1: Jennifer, you have authored 17 books with combined sales approaching 1 million units, including the newest video-based Bible study Take Courage: A Study of Haggai and the best-selling Lessons I've Learned in the Dark. Are there any new projects soon to be released or that you're working on right now? Well,
0: I'm right in the middle of working on a project, a Bible study on the book of Amos. A lot of people, when I say that, they scratch their heads and try to come up with something to respond to it, because most people don't write Bible studies on Amos, and I get that, and that's why I'm writing one. And what I've done as I've studied the book is recognize that Israel was in big trouble because they had rejected a lot of God's commands. And so what I've done is taken all those condemnations, and I've turned them into invitations. Because I believe what Amos is doing is he's giving us an invitation to the good life. So I'm working on it right now. It's going to be a video-based Bible study. I will film it in February, and it will be released about this time next year.
1: And what's your website for more information and to keep up with all those books and new events and things that you have to offer?
0: It's simply my name, jenniferrothschild.com, but I will say my last name has a sneaky and useless essence. So it's dot jenniferrothschild.com.
1: Jennifer Rothschild, God bless you, my sister. And Ellen Oford, God bless you, my dear friend and sister in Christ. Thank you for what both of you ladies are doing for Christ's kingdom. Thank you for the fresh, grounded faith that we're talking about today here on Bot Radio Network.
2: We're excited to be a part of Bot Radio, and we're excited about Jennifer coming to Memphis November 12th and 13th.
0: Well, I just love being with both you and Ellen today, Byron, and grateful I get to come back to the Memphis area with all our sweet pieces some fresh, grounded faith.
1: All right. But well, friends, don't forget now, centralchurch.com slash women is the website. Thanks for joining us on Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.